Friends and neighbors, welcome back once again to 31 Days of Horror. Day number 26 here on Monster Movie Funtime Go. My guest today is my buddy, Buddy Fazio. Welcome back to the show, buddy. What's up, Dominic? Uh, Halloween almost. That's what's up. Yep, yep. Just a couple days away. Today we're watching a movie or talking about a movie that you picked out. Pieces from 1982. 89 minutes in color. (laughs) I see no budget, but the box office was $2 million. I can't imagine the budget was very high. No, probably not at all. It was a wonderful movie. I mean, wonderful. But (laughs) we'll get into that. Folks, if you care to watch pieces before you listen to the rest of the episode, it's on Peacock, and it's on the Roku channel, and it's on Tubi, and it's on Plex. So, readily available for free. <laughs> Buddy, why did you pick this movie? Okay, well, back in the 80s, uh, my best friend, David, who, of course, you know, uh, he and I would go out to a blockbuster or whatever video store was open, and we would look for intentionally bad horror movies. Things that we okay. thought, this is going to be a really, really stinker, but it's going to be funny. And uh, we picked up pieces. And there is one, I'm not going to get into it yet, I don't want to spoil it, but there's one, actually two things about pieces that really stand out as hilarious. Okay. Um, and and I I recommend everyone see it, if to laugh, not to be scared. Uh-huh. I did not know anything about it, though, until we decided to do this, and then I've been looking up trivia and facts about it all day. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it has an interesting, a couple interesting stories behind it. Okay. It stars Christopher George as Lieutenant Frank Bracken. Yay! He was on uh, Rat Patrols, what he's most known for. Linda Day, also known as Linda Day George, married to Christopher George, known for Mission Impossible, as Mary Riggs. Frank Brania as Sergeant Randy Holden. Paul L. Smith as Willard. Edmund Purdom as Dean Foley. Ian Sarah as Kendall James, Jack Taylor as Professor Arthur Brown, Isabel Luque as Sylvia Costa, Gerard Titchy as Dr. Jennings, Hilda Fuchs as Grace, May Heatherly as Mrs. Reston, Alejandro Hernandez as Timmy Reston, Roxana Nieto as Virginia Palmer, Christina Cotrelli as Jenny, Leticia Marfil as Susie, Sylvia Gambino as Mary Carmen Aguado as Carla Paco Alves as Alistair Schwartz. <laughs> okay. Emilio Linder as Dr. Warren, Alejandro de 
Ankiso as Cup, and Bruce Lee, not that Bruce Lee, yeah. as Mister Chow. Blew it already. <laughs> this is Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee with one E, who changed <laughs> his name to Bruce Lee with one E after Bruce Lee with two E's died, so that he could cash in on that. That is exactly. not the man's natural born name. No, no, he's a Bruce Lee. Huang Jian Long is his name. Yep. So and. Uh, his, now he's been in a lot of stuff, but he is—he's not actually credited in this movie, and he is in there for no apparent reason. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, th- where was this filmed? I seems like there's a lot of Spanish and Italian names in this movie, and it was released in Spain under Mil Gritos Tenia La Noche. The night has a thousand screens. Let's see. One of the producers is Italian, uh, and it was shot around Valencia, Spain. So I think that explains the predominance of Spanish and Italian names in this movie. Yes. Did yeah. I say who the director was? The director is Juan Piquer Simon. And there's two screenwriters, Dick Randall and Le- Roberto Loyola. Took two people to write this movie. Took two, yeah. Wow. That is that is the sign of quality entertainment. Right? <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's a, it's a definitely sign. It's a sign of something. <laughs> Oof. Okay, buddy. What are your opening thoughts on this movie? Oh, this movie is fun. That's all you can really say about it. Is it's going to be a very, very fun movie. Um, obviously low budget. I just found out today that they used actual animal parts for the guts and animal blood for the blood. So. Uh-huh. It's. I mean, it's just. It's a. It's a freewheeling ride. That's for sure. Folks, buddy had a little technical problem with his microphone, so he might sound different going forward. He's using a different mic. I don't know where we were. <laughs> Should we just jump into the plot? I was talking about there. Were, they used real blood and guts. Oh yes, yes. Real blood and guts yeah. in this movie. Animal mm-hmm. guts, animal blood. There was not a special effects budget when they. During one scene, well, I guess we'll, we'll wait and talk about it later, but they used a pig carcass. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they spared no expense or no animal, apparently. <laughs> Many animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Yes, that's exactly. So let's jump into our Wikipedia summary. Thank you, Wikipedia. In 1942, a 10-year-old boy named Timmy is chastised by his mother, who compared him to his father for playing with a jigsaw puzzle of a nude woman. She orders him to dispose of the puzzle. He returns with an axe, murders her, then dismembers her body with a hacksaw. When the police arrive, Tommy hides inside a closet and pretends to be a witness to the crime. The police believe, did I say Tommy? It's Timmy. The police, the police believe Timmy's story, and he is sent to live with his aunt. Forty years later, after witnessing a female skateboarder smash into a mirror, a black-clad figure opens a box containing the bloodied clothing and a photograph of Timmy's mother. He also unboxes the bloody jigsaw puzzle and starts to put it together. I didn't understand why they had the girl smash through the glass. Until you just said that. I didn't realize right. it awakened his memory. 
I, I guess I so. Yeah. So I I don't even remember this part, but I guess the broken mirror that would be her reflection in the broken mirror is like the pieces of the puzzle. No, I, don't, I don't even I don't even remember him being able to see the the, the mirror thing happen. I don't think he was anywhere in the scene. It was just a girl <laughs> either roller skating or skateboarding, and these two guys are carrying a mirror, and she smashes into okay. it. Right. Uh, I think, I think I do. I do remember that now because I remember as soon as I saw him carrying it, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh, so maybe they're just establishing the theme visually and it doesn't actually have anything to do with anything. I don't know. It's saying that it reawakened. I mean, he wasn't a killer before that happened, I guess. Yeah. While studying outside in broad daylight, a girl is decapitated with a chainsaw by an unidentified killer who steals her head like you do. <laughs> Lieutenant Bracken and his partner, Sergeant Holden, investigate the murder. The school's dean asks Professor Brown, who teaches anatomy, to give the detectives a tour of the school. Outside, the groundskeeper, Willard, is seen trimming a hedge with a chainsaw. I think they they make Brown kind of weird, and I think they're trying to give us some diversion. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. some misdirection with Brown. In the library, a student named Kendall receives a note given by a girl to come to the pool later. This Kendall guy gets around, let me tell you. The killer finds it and tracks down the girl at the pool where she is brutally killed with the chainsaw. Willard later arrives on the scene and is arrested, believed to be a suspect. Near the pool, they find the chainsaw and the girl's body parts, save for her torso. <laughs> Buddy, did you have something you wanted to say here? I think this scene... Uh... My very favorite part of the movie. This is where the the guy turns to the detective, or I think the detective turns to the guy and says, do you think she could have been killed with a chainsaw? Like this one right here? Isn't my... he acting, is, is he asking the anatomy professor to like give yeah, his yeah, forensic opinion? Yes, he's asking the anatomy professor to give his forensic opinion. And, I mean, this is supposedly a detective, an actual right. detective. I think he just wants confirmation. But, yeah, it's not like they were at the gardening shed and the chainsaw was there. And he was like, huh, maybe that chain." No, the chainsaw is in the pool. It has no business being there. The only reason it's there is because somebody. Yeah, yes, there is blood on it as well. Yeah, it's not like he was. It's not like he was looking for clues later and found it where it's supposed to be and said, "Hey, could this chainsaw have done it?" No, it's laying right there. <laughs> He's being thorough. He wants to cross the T's and dot the I's and get some yeah. professional opinion that this chainsaw could have done it. I want to know what he went to. The next day, Dr. Jennings meets with Kendall at the station in hopes that he can help provide a profile of the murderer. Bracken brings in an undercover cop named Mary Riggs, who is also a former tennis player. Bracken explains to Holden that she will pose as a tennis instructor at the college and that Kendall is going to assist her whenever he can. As a reporter named Sylvia Costa is stonewalled by Bracken, the killer stalks a girl later that evening and saws her arm off inside an elevator just before Kendall and the police arrive. That same evening, the killer also stalks Sylvia and stabs her on a waterbed. <laughs> they could have done more with the waterbed. Are they leaving out? Didn't Kendall sleep with one of these girls? 
I think so, yeah, yeah. He was definitely going to hook up with the girl at the pool. Yeah. But there's a whole thing with him leaving this girl, and she's like, wait, don't go. And I think that's the girl that gets killed on the waterbed. But he's kind of, he sort of becomes fixated on uh, Mary. Mary Ray. Yeah. He wants. He's too old for him. She shuts him down. He loves tennis. He, he tries to invite people. himself in for coffee at one point, and she's like, no, not not now. Yeah, no. But she does kiss him on the cheek, which is, no, she should have shut no. him down completely. She shouldn't have even thrown him that bone. It was a bad idea. Later the next day, one of Mary's tennis students, Susie, goes into the locker room after the killer plays music on the loudspeaker. Uh, yeah, this is this whole weird part with him playing this really annoying loud music, and they're like, somebody shut that off. Why, that shouldn't be playing right now. She gets chased down by the killer. As, he, as she pees herself, the killer saws into the room and ends up killing Susie by being sawed in half. While Mary and Kendall focus on turning off the music, dumbasses, the killer steals the girl's legs and escapes. <laughs> So, yes, let's go deal with this obvious distraction instead of figuring out what's really going on. Kendall presents his theory to Holden about the killer being a member of the faculty since he knows when and where to strike before avoiding the police. They spend hours researching files on the faculty and discover that the dean previously changed his name and that his mother was brutally murdered, discovering that he was Timmy. Oh my God! This research. Anytime there's research in one of these old movies, I'm like, Jesus Christ! How did anybody ever get anything done? <laughs> they just pull out, start pulling out files and just flipping through them, hoping they'll yeah. find something, any any old random thing. Meanwhile, Mary is drugged by the dean at his apartment. I don't remember why she went to his apartment, but he gives her tea and it's it's drugged. Yeah, it's drugged. And attempts to saw off her feet. Since the previous victim's feet did not fit his mother's shoes for the puzzle. Bracken, Holden, and Kendall burst into the Dean's apartment and he is shot dead by Bracken while Kendall rescues Mary. After searching, I thought it was weird that they, we have this husband and wife team, but they are hardly in any scenes together and they don't have any hints of romance. No. There's just this vague indication that. Kendall would like to have a romance, but she doesn't seem like she's going to let him follow up on that. I just right, thought that right. was a little odd. Uh, after searching through the apartment and discovering the jigsaw puzzle, Holden, joking to Kendall that he should join the police force, leans on a bookshelf which switches around and contains the Dean's human puzzle. A decomposing body made of his victim's body parts stitched together and donned in his mother's dress, which tears apart as the jigsaw corpse falls on top of Kendall. <laughs> Later, but wait, there's more. Yes, sir. Later, a shaken Kendall leaves with Holden and just... As he grabs his jacket, the jigsaw corpse inexplicably comes to life, grabbing and crushing Kendall's genitalia, castrating and emasculating him in the process as he screams. There had been nothing up until this point to indicate that this was anything more than just a sick jigsaw so puzzle there, yeah, right yeah. there was no frankensteining going on 
there was serial killing going on, but there was no, I'm conducting an experiment, I'm going to bring this thing to life. No hint at that at all. And then from under the, the sheet or whatever that's covering the corpse, this hand just comes up, grabs Kendall by the balls, and squeezes until blood starts seeping through his pants. <laughs> Content warning. <laughs> Too late. Sorry, folks. If you're triggered by ball crushing, you might want to go back and retroactively <laughs> skip that part. <laughs> there was nothing up to this point to indicate that this was either a supernatural movie or a science fiction movie. Right. Nothing at all. So I don't know what these two two writers were thinking <laughs> other than they just wanted one final little shock before yeah, the movie exactly. ended. That, that was all it was for. It was for a final moment of, oh, my God. And it wasn't like this, you know, this body had been dead for too long for it to be any sort of, you know, sometimes bodies will have yeah. uh, the nerves will fire off and there'll be some movement even though the body's dead dead way too long for that to be the case it was the spirit of his dead mother (laughs) the puzzle so there you go it's all you know it's all the mother's fault it's a freudian film in that sense in that the uh, psychosis is all a result of the mother (laughs) judas priest uh, apparently, this film has a bit of a cult following. Yeah, uh, that's I've heard. That's what I've been reading. Has been I a have... drive-in favorite. Yep. The uh, producer, I, I can't believe Wikipedia didn't even mention Bruce Lee's scene. Oh, that's but, right. Uh, so, yeah, we need to talk about that. Yeah, we need to talk about Bruce Lee's scene. because was... Do you it have was... some trivia about that? I, I do. The producer okay. was making martial arts films in Italy at the time. Okay. And that's the only reason he wanted a martial arts scene in there. That was it. it, it but was it's not even... <laughs> it, it's, it's not, not. yeah. And, and, and it's like this martial artist comes out of nowhere and attacks uh, the female cop Riggs. Mary, no yeah, she's walking, she's walking home. Is she on her bike? No, no, the other no, guy's on his bike. Walking. She's walking home. On, she's on campus. She's walking home at night. And this, like, random ninja attacks. Exactly. That's exactly what he ninja. And then, uh, what's his name, comes riding up. Well, Kendall. No, no. He, he falls unconscious first, doesn't he? Or no, he right, maybe right after. But the, the martial artist then falls down unconscious after he attacked her, takes, like, three shots at her, and then falls. Does he? Yeah, I don't remember yeah, that. I just remember Kendall coming along and then being like, oh, hey, it's you, Mr. Chow. What are you doing? And he's like, hey, Kendall, I'm just fucking around. Oh, he, said, I, he said, I don't know. I had bad chop suey. Yeah. He was he having a, Jesus Christ, he does. Bad. Yeah. It's that bad. Bad chop suey. I, I don't remember. Bad yeah. The, he's pleading he temporary chop. insanity due to food poisoning. He attacked the cop, and then the cop lets him go. Yep. If you come out of the blue and attack a cop, you usually don't get let go. (laughs) Yeah, nobody says, uh, well, obviously this chop suey's making you a danger to the public. (laughs) We should take you in until the effect wears off, or we should get you to a hospital right away. 
we should also track down wherever you had it so that they're not continuing to serve it to the public. We can't have a rash of people just running around attacking people because they're bad chop suey. Maybe the dean fed the bad chop suey to the puzzle girl, and maybe (laughs) that's why it came back to life. I don't know. Just throwing Uh that out. Trying to tie tie up the obvious plot hole, bad chop suey. (laughs) That's that's the theme of this movie. (laughs) What else? And the, uh, the the director wanted the yoga scene to be done all nude. He was looking for, he was looking to put a little bit more TNA in this this movie, uh-huh. and he wanted he wanted the yoga scene done all nude. The uh, the uh, yoga instructor refused, and that's why the women were wearing clothes. Some sure. of the women said they done it, but uh, but uh, she didn't want to. But the director took down her name their names to use in the next movies. Uh, well, that would have made no sense. I mean, do we get? Somebody in a shower? Do we get some of the... the um... I, think we, I think we get almost... I, I know there's a screen from Psycho in there somewhere. Yeah. The thing is, if you want some nudity and you've already established like tennis coaching and that kind of stuff, then all you got to do is have the girls from the tennis team go into the locker room. But nobody's doing nude yoga classes. That makes no sense. Yeah, it was well... Okay, which part of this movie made sense again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you can you you can you can be exploitive and still have it make some modicum of sense. Yes, yes. And the the yoga teacher was right to refuse. Yes, yes, she was very right to refuse. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she was probably just refusing because she doesn't want to get nude. But also, it makes no goddamn sense. Exactly, it absolutely made no sense. Most of this movie does not make sense. Um, I also read that they, uh, the producer did not want it. And they got him, to, the, the producer did not want it, did not want to put it out. And they got him to do a, uh, a test, uh, uh, you know, uh, a screening, a screening, yeah, a, test. a test screening. Yeah. And uh, the audience laughed so much. That's why he put it out. Okay. Because he so it thought was, it was entertaining, even though it may not have been entertaining in the way that it was intended. Exactly. Oh my gosh! There is a uncut, uncensored director's cut. I don't what? know if that's what I don't know if that's what we saw. It came out on a two disc DVD in two thousand eight, oh, and wow. it has interviews with the director and the star, one of the stars, Paul L. Simon, uh, Paul L. Smith. Uh, and an optional restored original soundtrack? Goodness. And in 2011, Arrow Video released it as well. And then a double Blu-ray disc in 2016. Good Lord. Wow, Which includes the U.S. theatrical and Spanish versions of the film. A new documentary about the history of 42nd Street called 42nd Street Memories. I guess that's where this kind of movie would have been screened. Uh, good Lord. I don't think I need to own this movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was, you have to admit it was fun. Oh my God. The first 3000 units of the special edition included a 15 piece facsimile of the nude woman puzzle (laughs) (laughs) seen in the beginning of the film. It's known as the puzzle edition. Oof. It is sold out. I bet you can pay way too much for that on eBay. Yes, I bet you can. Ooh, I will not be doing that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. Both Buddy, times. I for now. How many pumpkins are you going to rate this movie, buddy? I'm going to give it four. Really? Yeah, because that's I had fun. That's what you told me. You, that's what you yeah, told me last. Yes, if four, if four means I liked it and you liked it. I liked yeah, it. I'm, don't yeah, I mean, don't I'm get me wrong. Absolutely stuck. But I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it two. <laughs> it's not, it's not a quality movie. Maybe I only like it because it brought back the memories of, of seeing it back the first time and, and all that. But yeah, I still have to stick my four. All right, that's fine. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. It's a little bit of a short one, but that's fine because we're putting out one every damn day this month. Yep. But he will be back with me tomorrow to talk about, or within the next few days, to talk about Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Versus Dracula. So you can, folks can watch that one on HBO Max. HBO Max, where all that DC stuff is. is. A little teaser, it's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so until then, I have been your host, Precious D. Buddy Fazio has been my guest. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. Whatever you do, do not miss your silence. Someday, what? someday you're going to get to review my movie. So I'm going to plug it before you go. Okay. Is it out? It's, it's, no, it's not. I said someday. <laughs> then it's, why? Because someday. They need to look. They need to look. I, I was in a movie called Club. Hopefully within the next year it'll be out. It's in final post-editing. I've seen the preview. We did so much better than I expected. But it's going to also suck, but it's going to be entertaining. It's called Country Club, Home of the Slot Queue. Okay. And it was filmed in Rowena, Texas, and I can't believe they let us film it there. But <laughs> anyway. Did they, were they aware? They were aware. They were aware. So now they probably have a reputation. Permits were issued. All right. Uh, folks, I will not see you, but you will hear me next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.